Would you consider yourself famous? Are we starting now? Yeah. Oh, well, bitch, you gotta say hello. You gotta uh, open it up. You'll say hello. Let, let me handle this. Oh, okay. Let well, me. Handle this. I'm like, I'm I'm still signing paperwork. You just, mm. Okay. Let's I'm, start this again. Yes. <laughs> would you say that you're famous? Um, I would say that I'm well known. Let me take that back. Yes, I am. Okay. See, the thing is, what I've been going to a therapist, so that's why I take it back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because you, I've been for so long, I, I downplay what my situation mm-hmm. is. Because it's, it's like you don't want nobody to feel uncomfortable. We don't want nobody to feel um, less than. Mm-hmm. So you so you downplay it. So am I famous? Yes, I am. But but then again, let's talk about that for a second because then that has more to do with them and not you. I understand that, but but yeah. that but. I guess I understand that now. Right. Would you also say that there's an element of modesty, if you will, because we come from a community, like a black culture, where you're told as a child, stop bragging. Yes. Stop doing, you know, we're taught to a degree not to celebrate ourselves too loudly. That's true. Because it looks like you're bragging. Yes. This is very personal work for me. Politics. Politics. I believe I was called to tell my story. Use my voice, be a voice for the community. To speak to and for a community of people that's been ignored, denied, love, relationships, religion. This is my life's work. Religion, religion. I want to use words to uplift, heal, inspire, encourage. Do something different. Every Monday at 10. Good day, thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I'm Craig the Writer Stewart, and this is so much to say. These are my thoughts in my voice on black shit, white shit, gay shit, and everything in between. Today, we are talking to my friend Derek J. We first met Derek in from Real Housewives of Atlanta. You did not. Where did we first? (laughs) Oh, uh, hold on. Not you and I. I'm talking about the no, public. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, so, 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 okay, so the public first met you from, hold on. Let me, let me, is you it from Bronner Brothers or from the movie Good Hair? Not even that. Well, what? So the, the public first met me on a show called Tears, Shears, and Beauty that came on BTJ. Okay. Which was also taped for Chris Ross Good Hair. Okay, so pieces from that went to... Well, no, we were, we were taping at the same time. Oh, okay, at the so, same time. So, yeah, so we did BT's... Uh, BTJ's Good Hair. We, I did two seasons with them. Okay. And then the f- that was in 2006. Okay. Um, Good Hair came out in 2008. Okay. Um, I was on Housewives. I want to say I did Housewives in 2007. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 So people who are in the hair industry, they know you. Oh also yeah, I've been. Yeah, I've been to shit back in the day. Absolutely. From hair. Yeah. So the hair industry, you're an icon in the hair industry. Yes. So people, especially those who travel to Atlanta for the Bronner Brothers show, because you've mm-hmm. won several. Well, have you won? I have. Okay. I've, 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 so the thing is, so the thing about the the funny thing about perception is, mm-hmm. um, if you carry yourself as a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, portray yourself as a winner. People think you're a winner. Okay. I only won. I've competed in Bronner Brothers twice. No, I've been Bronner Brothers three times. I only won one time. Okay. But I won the important time, the, uh, <laughs> the 60th anniversary. Uh-huh. And it was also, like I said, it was televised. So, therefore, I win all the time. Oh, okay. So every time Got I watch it. it, I win. Because that one was that. Okay. Yeah. So, 
I know you're from Ohio. What yes. city in Ohio are you from? Toledo, Ohio. So from Toledo, Ohio. So did you always have aspirations of being a hairstylist, or did you have aspirations of being on television? No, I just had aspirations to be a hairstylist. Okay. Um, and that's it. Being in Ohio, the only thing that you know from being a hairstylist is to just be a hairstylist, get a salon. Like your biggest, your biggest goal is to have a salon. It's to have a salon, yeah. And that's it. Um, I knew I didn't want to be in Ohio because it was cold. Okay. Yeah, but it was cold and it was boring. Um, so, which I tell all young people, if you are still old enough to stay on campus somewhere, mm-hmm. go to school. Right. Wherever you want to move to. Right. We're going to be paying, we pay, we're going to pay student loans for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So just get a student loan, <laughs> take your butt to whatever city you want to go to, and then live on campus until you get it together. So what made you want to move to Atlanta? Um, because it a, because it had a reputation for hair. No, I, okay. I went to fashion school here. Okay, so I was a, I saw a commercial for Barter College. Barter, okay. And I just I just was like I'm going there. And so I you came there. for fashion school. Mm-hmm. And so how did you segue into hair? Well, I was out. Well, I already had my license when I left Ohio. Okay. Did you have to go back to school once you got here because the the certification is different? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Um, so I had my license. I, I had my license when I left Ohio. Came to school for barter. I, mean, I, jumped, I took a Greyhound mm-hmm. and just and came here and didn't mm-hmm. even see the school first. Um, and then while I was in school, probably like eight months in, this girl says, hey, um, I know somebody that needs an assistant because I know you do hair. Do you want to work with them? I'm like, well, you know, why not? What I will say is that what black people don't do enough of is do research on people. Uh-huh. So when she told me who the person was, I'm like, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And my first gig with her was... I think I know her. D.D. Wells. D.D., yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so, yeah it was D.D. Wells. Yeah. So my first gig with her was we were redoing a look for the group, the, the R&B group Black. Right. So when I get that, I'm like... Boom, like an 808. Yeah. Damn, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I was like... Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didi um, so, was doing everybody's Didi, hair. Yes, she so. did a lot of bad boy artists too. She mm-hmm. was doing a, a lot the, of those music videos. videos all the all yeah. the iconic ninety hairstyles exactly. music videos. Didi was. She was did. doing it. Yeah. yeah. So I was in school. I was probably like I might be nineteen at the time. Nineteen at the time, and I got thrown into this other world mm-hmm. that I didn't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. So I was like, now I'm working with. I'm doing music videos. I'm doing Jagged Edge video, mm-hmm. T-Pain's video. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm supposed to be in, in the middle of my finals for school, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to L.A. because mm-hmm. I'm going to 213 Can I get video. a postponement yeah. on my... <laughs> like, I have to go do a job, you know? <laughs> so, um, Dee Dee kind of... I, I kind of... That's how I got into that world mm-hmm. of things. Um, but how did you know how to charge people? Well, I was working as an assistant. Okay. So, okay. I was an assistant. Got so, it. I just got a day rate. Okay. You know, back okay. then, that's when... That's when Record labels had money. They had money. Yeah, yeah. so my, like a day rate as an assistant, I was getting fifteen hundred dollars a day. Wow. As an assistant. Wow. So that's when they had money. Right. So um And so when you ended up how did you find yourself on Real Housewives of Atlanta? The so, first Because you won the first season. I was the second season. Second season, yeah. okay. Crazy story. I'm out gay pride weekend at some club. Um, Sheree was hosting it. Mm-hmm. Carlos King was there. Okay. Which was a producer of yeah, the show. Yeah, which was a producer of the show. Carlos mm-hmm. walked to me and was like, hey, I know who you are. I need to be on our show. And I'm like, okay. What show? Uh-huh. He's like, Housewives of Atlanta. It's the number one show on Bravo. We did shit. Blah, blah, blah. You need to be on it. I said, okay, well, whatever. So we exchanged numbers. I never watched the show. Uh-huh. We exchanged numbers. Um, and then six months later, six to eight months later, he calls you like, where are you at? 
I need you to come to Kim's house right now. Proof that your gift will make room for you. Mm-hmm. You didn't seek this out. No. Go ahead. Uh, so he was like, um, he said, I hired somebody to do this wig party. They got to a car accident. They can't get here. I need you to come. So I was like, okay, cool. So I got in the car. She lived about as far as you did, about 30, 40 minutes away. Excuse me. <laughs> I am in town. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, 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 and so I rush out there, and then as I get out the car, they're like putting a mic on. They're like, here's the mic. This one is. Her name is Kim. She's having a week party. So you didn't even know her. This was your first no, time meeting her. this was my first time meeting her. Okay. And they knocked on the door and was like, have fun. And they opened the door, and then that first scene of season two, when I walked in, it was my first time meeting any of them bitches. <laughs> And so that wasn't a paid gig. No. So I didn't get paid for I didn't get paid for housewives. I actually I never got paid for housewives. Okay. I chose not to uh-huh. because I wanted to take when I wanted to take and how I wanted to take. Right. I didn't want you. I didn't want to take a check from you and you take. And then what you I dictate. Yeah. yeah. So basically, if you notice all of my seeds on housewives, I always told them I need to be doing hair, talking about hair, mm-hmm. touching hair mm-hmm. in my salon. Like, I'm not their friend. It's so interesting because Dwight. Eubanks mm-hmm. was on the first and second seasons. Mm-hmm. And when the first season was taping, I was co-producing a show for him called Behind the Purple Door. Right. That trailer is on YouTube somewhere. But I used to tell him the same thing. I used to tell him, Dwight, because people didn't know that Dwight did hair. To this day, there are people who did not know, who do not know that Dwight did hair. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, Dwight, when you tape with the Housewives of Atlanta, because we were we were making our show, so mm-hmm. the, the world hadn't seen ours yet. When he was taping with Housewives, I kept telling him, you need to have scenes at your salon. Or when they introduce you, your caption shouldn't say Nene's best friend. Yeah. It should say salon owner, Purple Door salon yeah. owner, something like that, so people can find you and know that you do hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never just kind of got to him. And then finally, when he it registered, it was like when he was about to come, up, come off the show. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what so that's that's why I never was tempted to check it out. So did you have friends that would say, Well, you haven't gotten paid yet? Why aren't you getting well, no, paid? I'm nobody in my business. Okay. So but yeah, that yeah. opened up but the point, reason that I ask that is because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people think that everything that you do you're supposed to get a check for. Oh yeah, no. And I think that you need to know when to request the check and when mm-hmm. to just take the experience. I do think I do think that it was at a point where I should have been getting a check. Mm-hmm. I just never did. But it all, but it all, all, all of my experiences led to other stuff. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, it was, and it wasn't hard work. I, I mean, it wasn't like I was work taking with them every day. I right. was like, girl, I'll come to a scene with you once every two weeks. Like, right. It wasn't, it wasn't right. that serious. Right. And but eventually, I remember them taping in J Spot. Yeah. Too. So oh, that yeah, that, that gave you exposure. Of, yeah, they taped my salon a couple of times. Like that's I made, but that's what I made sure that was that was my trade off. Right. So how did the Fashion Queen show come about? Because you had already built a relationship with Bravo? Um, yes and no. Um, that was the show with you, Bevy, and, Lo- and, and Miss Lawrence. Yes. yes. So how that came about was, I, we don't even know how it really came about because they we was driving down the street one day. I was driving down the street one day, and Andy called me and was like, hey, it's Andy Cohen. Um, I'm thinking about doing this show. Do you know Bevy? I'm like, yeah, I know Bevy. I'm doing, do you know Lawrence? He's like, I just want to think about trying to do a show together. Uh-huh. And that's how that came about. It wasn't even no real. We didn't know. Right. We didn't even. We didn't know that this was a show that was even being uh-huh. put together. Mm-hmm. And like for me, like I always felt like I remember when when you and I first met. We met through someone I was dating. Yes, and <laughs> many years ago. And I remember us having conversations at some point about you should look into doing a shoe line. Yeah, because at that point. 
the world knew you as oh the guy on Housewives wearing the heels. Yes. Because I correct me if I'm wrong, but I hadn't seen a guy wearing heels on television up well, to that point outside of Prince or something right, well, like I that. Mean, well, the thing. The Lawrence was on season one. Okay. And he had him on. But okay. Then I came in on season two. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. But but see the thing, and that and that's people. See the thing that people understand is that like a lot of stuff that seems obvious is really not that obvious. Right. Like you know, so it's like, oh my god, you're the guy that wears shoes. We know you wear shoes. You used to have a shoe line. But which I should. Mm-hmm. But what you gotta remember too, I'm a black gay man mm-hmm. wearing women's clothes mm-hmm. and women's shoes. Mm-hmm. So when uh, when white Jewish people run the shoe industry, mm-hmm. how do you explain to them that, that this a, makes sense? That this makes sense. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be a woman. Right. 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 So right. it's like to them, they're like, I don't get this. Right. You know. So that's why that never. Happen. happen because it was like yeah I mean right. I see what you're talking about right. but this doesn't make any sense so and it was I, I never I never had a team to push mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. figure it out mm-hmm. and try to make something happen so it just never happened so let's go back so you're from Toledo Ohio yes when did you first begin wearing heels I was 25 years old. When you moved to Atlanta? When I went to Atlanta, I moved to Atlanta when I was 19. Okay. I was 25. Uh, when I first, it was my 25th birthday. I was trying to find something to wear. Mm-hmm. I bought some pants that were too long. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to get them him because it was not at my party. Mm-hmm. So I bought some heels. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. So what kind of courage does it take to wear heels out in public? Well, the thing was is that when I first started, it was I always wore slacks. Like uh-huh. so it was like a like a slack. So you really never could see them. They only right. just gave you the height and just right. Uh, and right. So you really can never see them. At first, it, at first it was a bit. It was at first it was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was. Because I, you didn't know what people was going to think. Surprisingly, people are, was real receptive of it. Were you ever embarrassed? Had, were you ever in a situation where you were made to feel embarrassed? No, because see, I don't put myself in those situations. Okay. See, I have people, I have a friend that dresses in full situation. Not drag, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but like, he'll have on heels, a dress, a bald head, lipstick, it's a, just uh-huh. a lot. Uh-huh. And they're like, let's go to Onyx. I'm like, no, bitch, I'm not going to Onyx with you. Because like, I would, I wouldn't go to Onyx. Right. So right. like, why would like I just don't? I wouldn't put myself in those mm-hmm. situations. So have you ever been in like a gay environment though, and felt were made to feel some kind of way because baby people were off to the side laughing or pointing or whatever? Because sometimes we can be yeah, we can very hard. You know on what each the, other. Cra- the thing about me, which I have always been like, first of all, like I've never, I never go nowhere by myself. That's one. Uh-huh. Um, secondly. When I'm with people, I, I'm literally with my, like, I don't even see what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. Like, so nobody else matters to me. Right. For the, like, through the night. So I don't uh-huh. even care. Uh-huh. Which is good and it's bad because shit be going on. I don't be know what be happening. <laughs> but I, li- I literally don't know what's going on around me. What's your relationship like with, like, your, your parents or your mom? Um, what did they say about the heels? And when did they, how did they find out? They've, well, who? So, I, well, our relationship is good. Like, we don't have a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. My dad, well, my stepdad, he came to my house. Um, but my mom and my dad came to visit. And they looked in my closet, and it was like, he was like, sure got a lot of shoes. That's so this is before television? No, this is this is after, this is after tele- television. So they hadn't seen you on TV? They had, they had but... They, I mean, they have, but you know, but they never seen it in. They don't get housewives in Toledo. <laughs> I don't know, my mom don't watch those housewives, but I, but they, I mean, they saw me in good hair, so okay. they did see me in that. Uh-huh. Um, 
But I think that it's, it's one thing. It's one thing to see it on television. There's uh-huh. one thing to be like, oh, you all got just one pair. You got like sixty pair. Like uh-huh. it's not like uh-huh. it's that. So I think it was more with things. So he was like, you know, he's like, okay, this is different. This is different. This works for you. Uh-huh. I couldn't do it, but it worked for you. That was his conversation. Uh, my mom conversation. She was like. Let's go to the mall. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so then, as we're driving to the mall, she says, "Like we're li- we're literally in the car, dead silence." This is after we had the shoe conversation, and it's just the two of you. It's the two of us. Okay. And she's just like, she just comes out. She says, "Is it my fault?" And I said, "No." So had you had the gay conversation before no. this? This is this is this is the full conversation for every. Okay. This is the con- This is our first and last conversation. Okay. She's like, "Is it my fault?" I said, "No." She's like, "Are you sure?" I said, "Yes." She said, "Do you want to be a woman?" I said, "No." She said, are you sure? I said, yes. And she said, um, am I going to have any grandchildren? I said, not for me. <laughs> but, I mean, my sister may have some. Uh-huh. Or I may adopt one. She was like, okay. So are you sure it's my fault? Not my fault. I said, I'm positive. She said, so it's something I have to deal with and just learn to live with? I said, you do. Uh-huh. And that was it. Wow. That was a conversation. Your stepfather, you hadn't had a conversation prior to that with him either? mm so what about your sister? How did she feel? Because well, she's a lesbian, so oh, oh. <laughs> so, it's all, so it was all. How y'all doing? Right, <laughs> we're reversed. Cause she's butch. <laughs> I'm ladylike, so it's all the. <laughs> we're just we're reversed. So how did so, so your mom doesn't? Yeah, she's just my mom's, I, she, and, and secretly she's going crazy, um, and she you know, but there's <laughs> nothing that we can do about it. <laughs> That is, oh yeah. wow, I didn't know that yeah, about yeah. you. Yeah. And I've so, been to your house for Thanksgiving dinner yes. and did not know that. Mm-hmm. So I think, but I think that they got, I took my mom with them on a time during a cruise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when she really got to really understand that it's not as bad as she thinks. Because mm-hmm. she was more about, they're going to talk about you, they're going to beat you, right. they're going to be this, my, you're my child. You're right. my, da, da, da. Right. But then we went on a time during a cruise and it was so many parents stopping me saying that they want to thank me because they because I was able to give their. Their their gay child and their freedom, uh, like well, a, not, a, no, connection. a connection. They yeah. have they, they now they have something in common to talk about. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when it was like she saw we're on the boat and I walk past Big Biz Marquis and Biz was like, "Yo, D, what's up?" And she's like, "And I'm in full booty Regalia. shorts, uh-huh. the, the thigh high Like I'm in a full situation." She's like, "He's talking to you." I'm like, "Yes." Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat like all these men too short it's right. like he was like too short so he was like I get it right I get it like he was like keep doing you I mm-hmm. get it mm-hmm. so when she saw that then she was like oh you okay I'm right like, yeah I'm good so when did you know that you were famous? Um, see, it's see the thing about the thing about it was that I already like because like I said coming from the hair world you I was already popular, big, popular in the uh-huh. hair world. Um, as far as famous, it's like when you go to a different, well, when you go to a different state, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I know you. Can I take a picture?" When was that? There? When um, you don't remember the city? No, I don't. Because I remember when I lived in L.A. I remember you. Came, you remember when you came out there to mm-hmm. L.A. and we hung out in West Hollywood? Mm-hmm. It was you and a few other people. Mm-hmm. And I remember it, B. Scott was with us too. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were like on fire in LA. Yeah. Oh my God, Derek. Oh my Cause I, God. Because I because I, I don't because I don't go over there. So right. I was like so like when I go to when I go to LA when I go to New York it's like 
I but I don't know because I've all it just it's always been that way for me. Because mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't if it wasn't me being on t- television, when I would go places and just meet other people in the beauty industry, mm-hmm. they're like, they knew oh who my you god, were. right? Yeah, you know, like before I was like really on TV, and I was at Essence Festival, and I like saw Sam Fine. It's like. You're Derek J. I'm like, no, you saying fine. Right. Like, let's not like, right, right. Come on now. Uh, so right. like, uh, they already. So it was just an easy transition to me. Right. So I, I never paid attention to when them, that moment uh-huh. was. It was just an easy transition. Right. So what are the perks of being famous? You know what? I honestly, because I haven't. I'm just not embracing it. You're just now embracing yeah. it. Yeah. Just when I say just now, I mean like literally like today, like today, <laughs> <laughs> like just when you. What do you mean? That. Like well, I mean, I, like yesterday, I ran. We happened to run into each other in a FedEx. Yeah, yeah. And the girl at the counter, you went to the restroom. We mm-hmm. chatted for a moment, and you said, "Let me run to the restroom." You came back. Well, when you were in the restroom. Mm-hmm. These two girls at the cashier were like, oh, my God, did you know who that was? Like she was saying to the other, mm-hmm. her coworker. And then when you came back, she said to you, I know you know who you are, but I also know who you are. Do you mind taking a picture? Like, right. So, like, what do you mean you're just getting used to that? Like, well, not just – so the thing about it is that, like, like I said, I've – my – as a hairstylist, mm-hmm. we, are, we are in a job of service. Yeah. So I learned very early on when you're dealing with celebrities that – if you out celebrity a celebrity, mm-hmm. that becomes an issue. Right. So I, for a long time, I've always just downplayed mm-hmm. who my your whole, influence, my influence, like all of it. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying it's like it's it's only it's like if I went to if I was a client at the Brunner Brothers show, I let them know from that listen. I'm like Beyonce in here, so y'all not <laughs> so right. They're not gonna really pay attention to y'all because right. I'm really am. The, the star, yeah, and, and, and yeah, so, yeah. But, but 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 in the real world, um, you know, I we just I'm just so I just that's what I just did, like because you know because right. when you because we're in the thing of service, so it's like it's hard when you're working on your client and if somebody's like, hey, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, bitch, I'm at work. Right, 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 right. Chill out, you know. So so what are the perks of being famous? What a thing, like I said. For me, I never, I still, I, I never took advantage of it because mm-hmm. I never okay. accepted that that's what that was. Okay. Now, what are the drawbacks? The drawbacks for me is that people automatically assume they know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, people assume that you're rich. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an expectation held to you. Um, you just have an expectation held to you mm-hmm. that is sometimes unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people who knew you before you were famous try to prove to other people that they know you, yes. that they're comfortable with you? Yes. Even if it's something as little as, oh, I, I, I know him. Let me FaceTime him just to prove. Yes. But that's just, that's, but that's just, that's, that's all the time. That's, right. even if they don't know me before that. They, if, if, anybody, if I gave my number to anybody, they'd be trying to FaceTime me. I'd be like, why are you FaceTiming right. me? Like, you know, that's just. Right. People are just weird, and I, <laughs> <laughs> people are weird, and um, it took it took me, like I said, going to therapy mm-hmm. for me to really understand who who I am. Mm-hmm. Not not as far as me personally, but who I am as Derek James. Right, right. You know, so who's like, the personality? Who are you as the personality? personality? Yeah, and so and now I'm in, I'm working in that moment of work of. Of accepting that. That's why I was very envious of 
of Bevy and Lawrence because they are very comfortable in who Bevy Smith is and who Lawrence Washington is. They're very comfortable yeah. in that. And they, they know what they want. They don't mind asking for it. They don't mind looking at you crazy if you don't bring it to them. They don't mind think they, they don't mind when you go when you walk if you if you when you walk into a place and they don't get the greeting that they need they're supposed to get, they don't mind letting everybody know that this is not correct. Like they don't they don't I'm just not that I was I'm not that person. And I don't think you have to be that. You don't have to be that, but it's, try, it's still. But also, when you play, when you play it too far back, the people don't respect you. Correct. Now, I'm not saying go back too far. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's try to find a happy medium. Happy, exactly. And I think that it's a journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like with sexuality, people Which, get comfortable. Yeah, I'm 36 now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to have 50 to find a figure. Well, it no, out. but you, but you're figuring it out now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And and it's and it's a, it's a very personal journey. Yes. It is. Just like one sexuality. Mm-hmm. Or being the first person in your family that's successful, if mm-hmm. you will, like it's it's all about a process, and I think this is just your process. Yeah. What made you first decide to go to counseling or therapy? Oh, because I I knew I'm very aware of me. Mm-hmm. I'm very aware of my issues. I'm mm-hmm. very aware of. I'm just, I'm very aware of mm-hmm. who I am. So was it so more interpersonal sure. stuff, or was it to handle? Well, it was more. It was more. I went because I, when I went when I went to my house, I said, "This I know what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I need you to give me the tools to get up out of it." Yes, I've been doing it for so long. Right. So this is my problems. Right. So you tell me what I need to do right. to work up out of it. Right. So that's so it's I'm not doing. attached or tied to the business or fame or, or mm-hmm. is, is any of that. No, 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 no. Like, I, I mean, no, no. Like okay. I feel like I do feel like I should be further where I further than where I, where mm-hmm. I am right now. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I should be doing more. Like what well, we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know them to my actions. Um, my actions hasn't allowed me to be to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So now it's like let me break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need help breaking the cycle. Right. Yeah. So what is it that you want to be doing that you feel like you're not doing? Um, well, I haven't. I want to be back on television. Okay. But I want to be back on television in in the way I want to be back on there. I want to be back in more of a lifestyle moment. Now, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to be on there gossiping about nothing. I don't mm-hmm. feel like talking about people. Like that's not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my character. Right. Um, I want to be back in, in a lifestyle or in a in a helping moment. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's so that I feel like um I would love to have a a. A brand partnership in the hair industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to move completely from doing hair? No, hair okay. is my life. I mean, okay. hair is my that's my life. That's your passion. Yeah. So, I mean, we I could do both. Because are I, you st- go ahead? Go ahead. No, I was gonna say because are you still working with what's the Irv Gotti series that you were telling me about? Yeah, Tales. So yeah, Tales. we not we not we are getting ready to start. So that's I mean I'm right now I'm behind the scenes of things. Now. Right. Right. So you know we start back. I think we start back shooting that in July. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are still doing that. Yeah, I'm still doing that. So I'm still I work behind the scenes. Like I do like you know I had to get I had to get out of the habit of. With like, like, you know, we went to Oceana the other night, mm-hmm. and I had to, and I wish a lot of stuff she was saying I did. Yeah. So it was like people saying, "Well, what you got going on? Oh, girl, I ain't got nothing going on." But it's like, no, bitch, I do. I am department head for movies and television. Yeah. And uh, I create looks for these shows, like you know, like and not just this. I'll go straight to YouTube. Like I'm on TV. Yeah. So you know, um, and I had to start accepting. Mm-hmm. Like start saying it like that's right. what I'm doing. I'm right. not just right. doing anything. So yeah, like because again, even in saying that, you're downplaying. Playing, yeah. Well, yeah. once again, it's like I don't want to be like you know. But 
Right. I'm starting not to care no more. But I think there's a certain amount of, and I've said this to people before, I think there's a certain amount of arrogance, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but there's a certain amount of arrogance that you need to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Because you have to be audacious enough to think, I'm good enough to, to step out on my own yeah. and make my own money and not go to a job mm-hmm. and wait for a check weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's a certain amount of courage that it takes for you to promote yourself, self-promote yes. on mm-hmm. social media. Yes. You know, I've actually had people say that I've had somebody say to me once, you always promoting your stuff on social media, but said it in like a negative kind of way. Right. Came up to me in a restaurant. <laughs> Is that right <laughs> Un- person? Uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> uninvited <laughs> offered this unsolicited <laughs> piece of information mm-hmm. it's like you like you just always promoting your books and da 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 like because I've grown in that space I knew that it had nothing to do with me and had right. everything to do with him right because really what I heard him saying was I envy you mm-hmm. I long to be able to be courageous enough to step out on my dream mm-hmm. you know that's usually where, where it's rooted in because in, in the ba- a very basic example that I give people too is when you look at Beyonce and this is just a basic example when she has those fans blowing she has told someone I need a fan here mm-hmm. I need one right here to blow I need one back here I'm gonna need you to situate it like she's telling like that brand works mm-hmm. because she's not afraid for people to say to say to people this is what I need mm-hmm. and a friend of mine she says this all the time and I always use it in the context of a relationship, but it applies in in this too. And part of taking care of yourself is telling people what you need. And so I've learned to do that because I, I, like you, was the same way. I didn't really want to speak too loudly. I didn't want to look too mm. cocky. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to look like... But see, you have to step outside of... Yourself. Yourself and stop trying to think about what people are thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And I, I do. So what are you working on now that we need to keep an eye out for? Um... Tales you said is coming. Well, yeah, but that ain't my stuff. I mean, I mean, I'm just working on that. Right. Um. So I I stepped into the I stepped into a space of I can't wait for people to do something for me. Right. So you know, so that's why if you if we look if you look at my social media, I started my one minute with Derek J's to try Mm -hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do like to start to start pushing this lifestyle brand, I started my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is a whole lot more difficult than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't, I didn't realize that YouTube and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter are all these their own worlds. Yeah, they are. I just thought they all integrated with yeah. each other, and they don't. Yeah, like Facebook. I thought yeah. they were all they don't integrate yes. with each other. And you have to. And someone said to me years ago when I put out my first book, he said, Craig. Never turn your nose up at an opportunity to because like he was telling me, well, you should be on Pinterest. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't need to be on Pinterest. I'm on Facebook and yeah. this. He said, no, but there's there are people they're, they're, that are on Pinterest that, that are not on Facebook and yes. Instagram. And then uh, the reason that I'm on Snapchat is because of that same very yeah, reason. They people they have they're their yes. own world. It's a whole community. That's right. an opportunity to reach somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I so I'm doing that um, on YouTube. I have my first. I, I put up my first. Part of the documentary I did, Gay Like Me, is on, uh-huh. is on my YouTube channel, so you can watch that there. Okay. What's your, uh, and it's Derek J, your yeah, YouTube Derek, channel? Yeah, Derek J A E. Okay, J A E. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, also, then also on my YouTube channel, where I'm doing a cooking show. Oh. Called Soul of Us, which okay. is, is Soul of U.S., so Soul of the United States. Uh-huh. So Soul of Us. And basically, it's like going into people's kitchens. Regular people cooking regular stuff. Like, uh-huh. what is your favorite thing that you like to cook? Okay, you know, and um, and just just because uh, the soul of us it starts in the kitchen. Yeah, uh, and it's not. It's just a very 
impromptu, you know, casual mm-hmm. cooking moment. Right. We're just having a kind of casual conversation um, and just chit chatting. So, can you actually cook? Yeah, can, oh, excuse oh. me. Yes, I can. <laughs> I can't really remember what yes, I had to eat yeah. at your house that And if you need to come in for refreshing, <laughs> I can definitely have you over. Let you know I can cook. Yes, I can. Oh, okay. So yeah, but it's but 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 well, the thing is, I want to give them the opportunity to teach me. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, so. Well, listen, I think a part of this um, this counseling or therapy that you're doing and this new realization for you is going to help propel you because mm-hmm. with clarity comes action. You yes. know what I mean? You can, put, you can see yourself and you can put things in place. And so I think that you're on the path to put together this team yes. because it really does take a team it does. to like, do what you and do. It was so, it was, I've, I've done everything for so long right. myself. Um, and you just, and because I have, I it, it has worked, but now it's, not that it's not working, but it's not working as fast as I would like As efficiently it to. as we yeah, could. Yeah, so now I have to put right. together. Because if you have somebody that can handle and manage your social media aspect of it, not like your Instagram, but like right, somebody right. that could really work on the uh, YouTube part of it, like mm-hmm. as far as uploading and editing the stuff that you want to put on there, like it could, it, you know, because oftentimes as an entrepreneur, you're wearing all of the hats. Yes. And part of being a great entrepreneur is knowing when it's time to pass that baton not completely you still oversee mm-hmm. but you pass it to let somebody else manage certain aspects so you can focus on the creative part yep. and just being an artist mm-hmm. alright well tell everybody what's your Instagram and your Facebook and wherever sure, you went to the phone can't think of no, Derek J <laughs> <laughs> no but everything is Derek J Hair on everything Derek J so Hair Derek J Hair D-E-R-E-K-J Hair on Twitter Instagram on Facebook but the YouTube, the YouTube is... The YouTube is Derek J-A-E. Right. Derek J-A-E. Yes. Okay. That's, and that's my sister's initials backwards. Okay. So it's, it's still Derek and Erica. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you this. for having me. I'm finally. glad you finally made it. Oh, whatever. I had to stalk you on, really? your, on your live. For on me my Facebook come, live? Yeah, for me to get here. Don't even try it. Don't even try I, it. I, I never had to beg to be on somebody's show. Derek, you've had my... We've had each other's numbers. I'm just saying. I mean, but you know, I thought I would get a call. I mean, it's your show. I, I don't... Like, people <laughs> request me to be on stuff. I don't request them to be on the stuff. <laughs> So, but it's oh, okay. You really gonna do all, do all of this saying, right I mean, now? We was having a conversation. <laughs> well, listen. What I would say is, you have always supported yes, my I work. Have. You've bought books for people. You've said, "Oh my God, Craig, come in. Let me get a couple of these books. books Let me buy yeah. a couple of these books. I need you to give one to him. Mm-hmm. Give one to him. Like you've always done it. So I appreciate that. You've used your social media platform to post me on yes, your page yeah. so that your followers would learn about my work. So I appreciate that because all of that helps push me forward and so if there's anything that I can help you do then well thank you you are very welcome if this is your first time listening to so much to say be sure to hit the subscribe button we're available for free in Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Spotify Google Play Stitcher TuneIn YouTube wherever you can listen to a podcast go ahead and hit that subscribe button because I know you didn't do it yet Monday through Friday 9pm Eastern Standard Time I have a live conversation on my Facebook live I'm Craig the Writer Stewart on Facebook Be safe, keep loving yourself.